Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to a low-energy episode of 40-Minute Movie Factory. Today we're going to be calm until we say B, and then we'll speed up 50%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today's episode's all about the B movie. Because that's a meme right now. Yeah, and we're trying to be topical, like an ointment. Um, before we get into that, though, uh, let's just take a second and say... Welcome to Movie Factory. Yeah. This is a show where we make movies in 40 minutes. And it's a special week because uh, we're going to be, uh, as of this week, hopefully on iTunes and Google Podcast, whatever the service is called. And and we're going to have some new artwork representing our show thanks to the fantastic artist uh, Eliane Paley. Go check out her website. There will be a link in the description. It's beautiful. It, it is. And she did a great job. So thank you, Eliane. No, but I don't think you caught what I was doing there because I was doing the thing where I said B. Why? Why were you saying B? Like bees. Oh, like um, like the grade, like a B, like not an A, but a B. Max has got it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this episode, um, we kind of already have uh an idea for what we want to be doing. So instead of uh smashing together some movies like we are known to do Mm -hmm. um this week we're going to build the third movie in the b movie franchise which we've decided to call the three movie because what else would you call it (laughs) like actually um and and we are aware there's not a second one yet but we'll we'll deal with that in a moment um yeah we we will simultaneously have to write the second and the third b movie um let it let it be known that we're very much doing this to ride on the success of the meme. We just we want your love, world. Um, please, please love us. Yeah, we've gone way down from highbrow content. <laughs> uh, we're making B movie content. Help. Uh, okay. Anyway, on the count of B, two, fun. Hey, oh, B two, fun. Here we go. All right, here we go. Uh, B movie, the three movie. Yeah. What happens? So I already have a quick idea here. Yeah. Um, the second movie, I, I, it's an idea for the second movie, cause, but we're mostly going to focus on the third one, of course. Um, in the second one, um, uh, Barry, of course, and uh, his now wife, um, what's her name? Vanessa. Vanessa. Barry and Vanessa have a, a bee child, a beeple. Um, it's, <laughs> it's a bee person. A, a person? <laughs> no, a beeple. It's like a bee people. But but that would be the plural. Oh, you're right. They, it's a person. Why, why don't they just have a whole bunch of people? Like, why don't you just say it like that to make it flow off the t- tongue? Because person doesn't sound good, Max. I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> you're right, Fer. What was I thinking? So they have their little build, buildren. Buildren. <laughs> <laughs> which are um, shunned by society at first. And that's what the second one's mostly about. But we're not focusing on that. We're focusing on the third one, which is um, an era in which many bees have now integrated and had sexual children with humans. And so the, the world is one-third humans, one-third bees, and one-third people. Um, and how does that dynamic play out? I don't think Max means that the children are sexual. I think he means that oh. the children are made <laughs> through, oh, sec- they're very sexual. through sexual means. Oh, okay. Um, well, in that case, it's a whole different movie. <laughs> no, we can forget that. They don't have to be sexual people. Unless, well, the sex, dri- the sex drive of a person would probably be very strong. According to the laws of human sex drives, a bee... No, we're done. We're not. We're not. We're not going down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Let's um, 
let's rein it in. Yeah. This is the calm episode. Yeah. Um, calm episode is very calm. 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 Oh, sorry, that didn't get picked up by the microphone. <laughs> True. Um. Okay. So, thirty percent of the population's thirty-three point three point three repeating. Yeah. Uh, per percent of the people are people. What does that do? Um, well, the, the job market is really messed up, um, because previously there was certain jobs that were allocated to bees and other ones allocated to people, as we saw with the very like communist, uh, capitalist, like themes of the original bee movie. But now we've got a population that's where, where some jobs are taken by people. Some are taken by bees. What do the bee people do with their lives? They're Jay chilling the whole time. It's like, it's like in the bee movie at the end when all of them just don't have anything to do. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's like that point where they realize, oh, actually, we need capitalism. Um, and yeah. except within a whole like section of popular, like it, we're we're rehashing a little bit here, honestly, uh, what the first one did. Not that much material in the B movie franchise. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, what? We need to get some other DreamWorks properties involved in this. It's a sequel. All right, but wait, let's de- <laughs> definitely let's let's put that on a shelf for yeah. now. Yeah. Um, question about, um. What what kind of jobs do we think would be best suited to people? <laughs> I feel like we should just have a brainstorming sesh to see what because bear because if There's, if if there are so many people yeah. if it's thirty three point three repeating percent of the population, yeah. Barry's gotta have like tons of children. <laughs> Barry's I don't want to say he's oh. He's a virulent little bee. Um, there's definitely a sequence at the very end of the movie, a montage of people doing jobs, like like carrying cameras for like movies or something like that instead of dollies and like like hanging up Christmas lights. I don't know. Well, I think I I think a whole lot of this movie has just gotta be gotta be um, figuring out what the people's role in society is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So. So just like how we're trying to figure out what the jobs of the people are, yeah. the people are also trying to figure that out over the course of the movie. Yeah. It's um it's a struggle for for people. Um they don't know what they're you know there's a lot of like like why god why did you put me on this earth? <laughs> Dramatically looking. Yeah, I agree. It's hard out here for a people. Yeah. <laughs> there is definitely a Randy Newman song. <laughs> it's hard out here for a people. <laughs> <laughs> not not at all the direction I was thinking that was going to go, but roll good. <laughs> Come on. Can, you, can you sing a few more bars of that Randy Newman classic? It's, it's hard out here for people. You got a people in me. You know when you're being around, you don't know what to do with your town. You're just a people, doopa doopa. You're just a people, skabadava. <laughs> yeah, I think we got it. I think, I think we got our Oscar nom in the bag. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we have that song. Is that the opening song? Yeah, for sure. You get well. It's you, you get a section like twenty seconds of it in the intro, and then like the full song comes in at the crescendo of the film. Oh, yeah. 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 The emotional climax, the audio cuts out, and and people, da da da, it's just a people kind of world, da da da. 
You know, actually, that doesn't add anything to the movie. It just was in Randy Newman's contract because he's so sick of being in all these kids' movies. He was like, he was like, my my song that I write for the movie, it's gonna be better than the rest of the movie, is going to be superimposed over the climb uh, over the climax of the movie. You hacks, like you literally see like Barry mouthing words that are important to the plot, but all you hear is Randy. <laughs> Hey guys. Randy put the song in the film And now Barry can't do his exposition <laughs> Good luck talking You stupid little bee <laughs> That's all you hear So, th- so this movie is, is kind of three movie But it's mostly Randy Newman Speaking out against Animated films that he feels like He's been, he's been forced to work in For, for yeah. hundreds of years At this yeah. point yeah, <laughs> Randy Newman is an old god. Technically, <laughs> he is of another realm. Yeah, I think that's actually true now, and it'll be even more true when we make the three yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my friend was once quoted saying, um, "If any human was born from an egg, it would be Randy Newman," <laughs> and I think that's really apt. Um, and uh, and I think this movie is about Randy Newman more than the bees. <laughs> Great. I think I think we figured it out. What if? What if, oh man, what if it's like a meta commentary and Randy Newman is a character, but he's also like a real person in the movie trying to sabotage it. But Randy Newman is the main antagonist against the Beeple. Yes, Randy Newman is the main antagonist. This is perfect. He's like, you. if you can't sing, you don't have a place in society. Bees, Beeple can't sing. They don't have vocal cords or they have vocal cords, but not the ones we want. Okay, here's my pitch. Yeah. It's a movie. Yeah. About a movie, and the movie yeah, that the movie is about yeah. is B movie two, Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> <laughs> and the whole production team was Beeple and Bees. Nice. So we're doing like a what's it called a, a Human Centipede three, where the in case you don't know, in Human Centipede three, the guy is sees Human Centipede two and he's inspired by it, and so he does it in real life. So Human Centipede two exists inside of three. We're doing that with bees and Randy Newman. <laughs> Should we call this movie <laughs> Human Centipede? <laughs> the the Centipede three. <laughs> Sent to be through B through B movie <laughs> through B movie. I actually through really really like through B movie as the title of this movie. Thrubby. T H R A B E E hyphen movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Written by Jerry Seinfeld. Of course. What's the deal with these titles? That's hard to deal with the titles. <laughs> is is it narrated by Randy Newman just yeah. singing over the movie? Um, okay, so there's a clear conflict between uh, post um, post production Randy Newman yeah. and pre production bees. Yeah. How do we see that unfold on screen? Um, post production. Well, a um, lot of singing. Uh, <laughs> like uh, y- y- when you're a jet, a jet for life and like snapping his fingers and running aggressively towards the bees, you see Randy. What is? Can Randy Newman be played by Dr. Eggman from the Sonic games? Oh, he like appears in the movie. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just like his voice appeared oh, I thought overlaid. Like, like it, was, it was clear that he was edi- edited himself in after the fact. So he is like 
a, a fourth wall antagonist. Like he is, yeah. he's not an antagonist in the movie. He's an antagonist to the movie itself. Well, that's why I'm so concerned about how this is going to work. Um, do, do the bees become self-aware that like they're in a movie at some point and then they're like, hey, Randy Newman, yeah. stop clowning around. And he's like, I hate to be clowning around. <laughs> So, you know how in the original V movie, how Seinfeld's like, there's the whole world of, of humans out there, and they're harvesting our our honey. In this one, he's like, there's a, a a weird Toy Story singer out there, and he's editing our film. And that's like, it's like the same exact stuff as the first movie, except it's like Seinfeld Barry becoming aware of the fact that Randy Newman is, is clowning around. And it's way harder for children to grasp, because it's just, it's beyond meta. Like, I feel like... Beyond. Beyond, I feel like I don't even understand exactly what the rules of this universe are. I feel like that's what we should spend our time fleshing out, okay? Yeah. Um, The the Beehive movie, the fifth one in the series, will kind of explain what happened in this movie. Oh, Beehive. (laughs) And the reason we're skipping to the fifth movie is because the fourth movie is going to be a prequel. Before. (laughs) Called Before. (laughs) Yeah. We've spent a lot of time thinking about this. Um, And none at all in in a very different kind of way. (laughs) We really haven't thought about the consequences of these thoughts. I am Death Destroyer of Worlds, said Jerry Seinfeld upon releasing Before. (laughs) Uh, The day before. Oh, my God. The B-movie could just be a series of parodies of other films. Oh, man. Yeah. The day before tomorrow, is that what you're going to say? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Oh, what a terrible title of a movie. Can yeah. we just talk about that for a second? Uh, I feel like we're after. done talking. Yeah. The day after tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Wait, no. That, I was thinking cool. I was I was thinking that it was called The Day Before Tomorrow. No. No. That's, it's The Day After Tomorrow. That's just today. <laughs> the Day Before Tomorrow. <laughs> the Day After Tomorrow is not a great title. It's kind of just, it doesn't really explain what the movie's about at all. Um, but The Day Before Tomorrow is definitely worse. I think The Day Before Tomorrow is the name of the guy's novel from the movie Sideways. <laughs> sure. No, like, actually. Okay. Okay. Anyway, back to the three movie. Through B. Through B. Through B. Through B, the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, does, does this whole thing take place on a movie set? It's while they're trying to make the... To be movie, yeah. the the movie to be, <laughs> to be or not to be, Electric go. Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're trying to make that movie, um, and and they're you know running around and but Randy Newman keeps interrupting the process. I, okay, here's here's my pitch for the opening scene, yeah. opening shot same as to be or not to be, mm-hmm. um, and the first like few few like actually minute and a half of the film is just to be or not to be and everyone's like is this just to be or not to be the critical uh success of 2018 and the there are murmurs in the audience Mm -hmm. and then you hear jerry seinfeld's voice and he goes cut and then yeah it it zooms out to the production studio and there's one of those classic dreamwork montages where he's like strolling along and there's like some really upbeat music and he's like hey sammy nice job on that camera and he's like thanks barry and there are like tons so many b puns just just wedged in here until finally at the end of his walking with the i know because i've watched the b movie trailer thousands of times (laughs) at this point in my life 
Um, he gets to Vanessa, and they have a conversation that goes a little something like this. <laughs> hey, Vanessa! Hi, Barry! <laughs> oh, quick question. Is Vanessa... Uh, did, did Does does Renee Zellweger come back to do a 3B movie after she didn't uh, make an appearance in the sequel? Or, she, like, her character did, but, but Renee Zellweger wasn't having it, so they had an impersonator. I... I... I was thinking she could be older now and be played by Sigourney Weaver. Ooh, Foxy. Yeah, right? Mm, yeah. That's good. Yeah. All right. Um, so they're old now? Not old, old, but Sigourney Weaver has range. She can do younger than herself, but I think she's a great choice for, like, like older than, than uh, Hollywood desires women to be actresses. Okay, I just had a really interesting thought, which was, what does the birth scene of the bees look like in the second <laughs> bee movie? Can we, can we legally show that? I don't. I don't think so. I like the the uh, the, the ratings association doesn't allow non uh uh, uh what's it called uh, missionary style sex in movies, so I don't think they're gonna allow um a PG movie, which this has to be have birth of a bee man well i'm just imagining like they don't they don't show it but thousands of bees just... <laughs> like like that scene from the green mile where the guy he goes ah and like thousands oh of God. bees fly out it's of exactly mouth. like that but not out of a mouth <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly it's just like i see it's crowding then <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that would be the worst. I, any women listening to this podcast right now are like, you know, like when you're a guy and you see a picture of like a guy getting hit in the crotch and you're like, oh, you feel it. Like any woman's got to be like feeling it right now. I'm definitely feeling it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, okay. So back to. Wait, can I just like a little, little get a little meta myself here? I was having to decide whether I was going to mark this podcast as, as explicit or not on <laughs> iTunes. And I think I now have my answer. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're right. Um, okay. Uh, so, yeah, there's, there's be birth in to be or not to be, yeah. um, but in this one, and, and I'm imagining there's been a lot of be births. Yeah. Um, Justin B, be birth. <laughs> Justin, <laughs> Justin be birth is, is the first be born. <laughs> be, beeple born is Justin be birth. That's amazing. Yeah. That's such a good name. Okay, so Justin Bieberth plays an important part. Yeah. Justin Bieberth is the underappreciated son character who yeah. starts out as the ca- un- like camera operator who's yeah. like, Dad, I want to do more than just operate yeah. the camera. I want to direct like you. Yeah. And Jerry's like, or Barry, I guess, yeah. is, more, is like, no, son, you'll have to learn through time and patience. Or sorry, I guess he's more like, no, son, you'll have to learn through time and patience. Ah! Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and he's and he's like really dejected, and he goes sits on a roof. There's a scene in X-Men, which we should totally be referencing a lot, um, <laughs> where, uh, where uh, the angel guy with angel wings goes and sits on a roof, and he's all sad, and he's like, why does my dad not want me to have angel wings? <laughs> and there's like a moment like that in this movie, and he's all like, Bleh. <laughs> okay, so underappreciated son mm-hmm. Jerry Seinfeld. Played by, played by. Oh, played by, played by yeah. uh, Justin Bieber. Okay, yeah, of course, yeah. Justin Bieber is Justin Bieber. Yeah. This is his acting debut. Yeah. Is it? Has he done movies? He's gotta have done movies. Didn't he have that uh, like like concert movie, 
like you got to believe or whatever it was okay. yeah i don't count those documentary uh like like just do it whatever it's called oh yeah it, it, it's not a documentary it's a theater going experience max low i just i just I, i'm in a theatrical um fictional film that he might have whatever that's not the point of this podcast <laughs> we're we're here to talk about bees and bees only <laughs> i'm trying to think of a funny funny clever line to say but i can't i i'm coming up blank um okay um so sun is dejected sun is dejected where do we go from there uh okay we go to the roof like you said yeah. we have that scene like you said oh he jumps off and tries to kill himself but his bee wings won't let him and then we hear the recording from the beginning of the first bee movie according to the laws of human aviation <laughs> bee should not be able to fly but it's delivered all sad cuz it's like and it's oh it's in song form by Randy Newman and it goes a little something like this according to the laws of physics bees can't kill themselves isn't that Dad. <laughs> I'm Randy. <laughs> yeah, and I think, I think, oh my gosh, that's a great idea. Okay, so he says I'm Randy, and then all the moments when 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 he says I'm Randy, everyone just looks around and goes, "What? Yeah, who he, said that?" <laughs> he slowly creeps into the film's diegesis. Like he yeah. he starts off like singing, and you're like, "Oh, Randy's." I mean, it's. It's classic Randy, and then like you're like, wait, did he just say I'm Randy? <laughs> and then and then he's like, like, how's it going, audience? <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, uh, Jerry Seinfeld's like, what do you mean, audience? <laughs> it's like I'm taking over this film. Whoa, that got very far from Randy, but yeah. <laughs> hey, yo, boo boo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm picking a kabasket though. <laughs> okay, I got it back. <laughs> um, yeah, there we go. Uh, okay, so um, climax of the film. Is Jerry fighting with Randy? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so they have the fake climax of the movie, which is Randy Newman superimposed over whatever yeah. uh, fight. Yeah. Uh, Justin Bieberth. <laughs> Bieberth is a great name. Um, Justin Bieberth and Barry are having. Yeah. And then the actual climax is the fight between Randy and Barry. Yeah. Um. And it's one of those things where like. <laughs> Uh, somehow you do one of those fun um, animator things where the character is fighting the animator or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, and then you know in in um, in Inglorious Bastards, um, there's that scene where they burn down the movie theater and the woman's face is playing over the film and the Nazis are burning. We have like one of those except it's Randy's face playing over the film as the it looks like film stock is burning and like and Barry's like running and he's like help and then he's like I got to a frame that's not on fire or something. It's really weird and meta and referencing the way that film is made. Does Randy win? Does Randy win and all the people and bees die? I didn't think so, but that's one way we could take it. Well, that's you, why, oh, that's why the fourth one has to be a prequel. That's, <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, also, I just thought B9, also a solid... We could just keep this going forever. The puns work forever. Yes. B, s- 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 6B. <laughs> When I'm six before, <laughs> good. It's good stuff. Yeah. It writes itself, really. Yeah. Except it doesn't. Yeah. We have to write it for you. Yeah. Come on, come on, sheeple. Help, help write these for once. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that is yeah. supposed to mean, but um. Anyway, so Randy Newman wins. I guess. I mean, 
Is there any other way this could go? <laughs> I guess not. I guess I guess Randy Newman has too much real creative control over the like. Yeah. Oh, because that that's we were talking about his contract earlier. Yeah. This is the thing that was in his contract. Yeah, is that he gets creative control of everything. Well, it's I I don't I don't know that he gets creative control, but he's like. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this movie for you, but I just have a couple changes. One of them is I'm the main antagonist and I win. <laughs> <laughs> you can't release that. Also, you can't get meta. Kids aren't gonna understand this. This is all DreamWorks talking to him. He's like, it's in it's in the contract. <laughs> He's got it's, a- like, <laughs> it's like you when 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 you click the iTunes terms and conditions, yeah. like Disney realizes they read they read the contract after after they've signed and they're like, oh no, yeah. we have to make. Wait, you said Disney? I said DreamWorks. Okay, good. You said Disney. Oh, I done goofed, friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, DreamWorks is like, oh, crud. This whole time we've accidentally been feeding. Like somewhere in his Toy Story 2 contract it said, like, if we ever make a, 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 a B-quel or a 3B, a 3B, you, you get full creative control. And they're like, why did we ever, like, how did Randy Newman have the foresight to know that we would one day make this film? But So written by Jerry Seinfeld. But actually written by Andy New- Randy Newman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is just a complete shit show of, like, Randy Newman unfairly taking control over, like, an expensive film to make, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, see a very, we see a very spiteful side of Randy Newman in this. And everyone on the cast. Because Randy Newman was so, like, mean to everyone on set yeah. and, 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 and contractually. Yeah. Um... We just have a movie that it's very clear no one wanted to be a part of. It's so interesting how we're gonna market this. <laughs> I think I think Randy does the marketing all by himself. <laughs> he literally stands on the street corner and like, "Come see my movie, <laughs> hey everybody!" It's not an art house film, but it's being marketed that way. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it's going to be in all the theaters. Like, they're forced. It's, like, they, part of the rule is they have to actually treat it like it's a real DreamWorks sequel. Right, right. Yeah. That's really interesting, actually. It's also really interesting to have just a movie that's very clear no one wants to be a part of. Um, do we even have a director? I think that's an interesting question. I think we the just have... The are littered with, like, holes and just Randy Newman's name spelled with, like, different letters sometimes. I think... I think this movie is the most ramshackle thing because the production team, like, like fine, they shot all of yeah. it, and they put the camera wherever they felt was going to be easiest, yeah. but at the end of the day, Randy Newman just took all the footage and stuck it together himself, <laughs> so we sometimes see, like, the same scene from multiple angles, <laughs> and, like, the editing is just terrible, and and he he records his audio really, really badly over the... It's, like, really loud. Like, he takes too much focus onto the audio, like, because that's all he cares about is... You, you got a friend in me! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I and like at one point you get interested in the plot, but like you got a friend of me just gets louder and louder. It's like no, Randy, I want to hear what's going. On. You got a friend in me. Some people say I'm just a bee, but you got a friend in B. You've got a friend in B. That's that's the song. If if, if our movie didn't already have a song, that would be. That would yeah. be the song. Yeah. I mean, the, we can release multiple trailers. One of them can be, uh, you, you've got a friend in B. Um, but, uh, okay, so Randy Newman takes over the film. We have to, Randy Newman understands that he needs to keep the audience physically in the theater, maybe through, like, most of the film. So there is a point at which Barry seems to 
seize back control of the film temporarily. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like false hope. So what happens, let's say there's like a, a 15 to 20 minute segment near the, the like last fourth of the film where like it looks like he's won. Um, what happens there? Um, I think I think that's the part where it's like, uh, I think halfway through the movie, we fake beat Randy Newman. And Randy Newman, like, yeah. doesn't show up again until the end. But it, it's, like, it's not like Deus Ex Machina. It's, like, yeah. it's set up from the beginning yeah. that he's, like, I'll be back one day. Be- but that day is later in the movie, yeah. he reveals later. Yeah. Um, and so we we get the end of the movie, which is um, the the end of the movie in quotation marks because it's not actually – it's the false ending. Yeah. And it's, it's Barry and uh, Bieberth, um, like – coming to turn like 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 Barry being like I should be a more understanding father and yeah. birth being like I'm a kid I have no concept of what's going on yeah it's it's really it's it's strong they recognize a lot about themselves <laughs> they go to deep places <laughs> and uh, yeah no they find their um I was just uh, wondering what size are people <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good question I feel I, like there's the size of like munchkins. Yeah, I, I was. I just realized I'm really into the idea of them being like two feet tall, approximately. Yeah, we like and like. There, I'm. You, you know that question that's like, would you rather be like a mermaid from the bottom down or the top up? Yeah. Or like a fish, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I think they're they're bees everywhere except for their head, and their arms, which start <laughs> after the elbows. So it's just forearms sticking out of a bee body and, and then a head. Six, six of them, like bees have six forearms and then the face like blended into the bee <laughs> body in a really grotesque kind of way. Yeah, You've got a friend in bee. Um, just, I'm, I'm imagining the, this hideous creature just scuttling on its fingers, just running along on its fingertips. <laughs> Like uh, like uh, Uncle It, or what was the yeah, hand yeah, in the yeah, box yeah. from from, from the, the Adams family? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah perfect. Exactly. Um, ex- exact B. <laughs> um, okay. So so three movie. Yeah. Um, it's looking pretty good right now. Um, any like specifics you want to like flesh out? Like like I feel like we're maybe missing a little bit in the way of Vanessa. We haven't talked about her so much. Um, yeah, I I feel like um. Part of the the tension of this film is that uh, she doesn't feel like she's getting the attention she deserves. She, she takes a side uh, a side uh, plot. She, he's like, uh, "I'm making this film now, Vanessa. I don't have time for you." <laughs> and, and and then he's like, then at one point he's like, "I'm sorry, Vanessa. I didn't realize what was important to me, but Randy Newman's intrusion <laughs> has made me realize <laughs> light of my life that I that I love you, <laughs> um, Vanessa, <laughs> Vanessa." <laughs> Um, yeah, and I think I think also Vanessa has a story arc where she doesn't know if she can love a child that's a bee and a human, yeah. which is really problematic because she has thousands of them <laughs> <laughs> all at once, I might remind you. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely some, like, really tedious scene where, where they're, like, they're making fun of, like, humans don't normally have thousands of children. <laughs> Look at how hard it is for her. <laughs> yeah? Do you think... Do you think bearing bees as children would be harder than bearing children? Like, human children? Not bee children. Cause I, think it would be, I think it would be harder to bear children as bees. <laughs> bees as children. Wouldn't it be harder to have bees interact with bears? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you saying? 
because we're saying bear children, but they're not bear children, they're bee children. Are... <laughs> when did we say bear children? What are you... Because the, the women are bearing the children. Oh, <laughs> oh I really... Got them. It took a long time to catch up on that one. I... Yeah, it yeah. wasn't fully formed at all. I'm just going to say that. Um... Anyway, <laughs> you really bumbled that joke. Hey oh, oh. Uh, why didn't they have more bumble puns in the, in the bee movie? They all had just bee puns. There weren't like like any puns that had to do with like the genus of bee or something like that. Oh, there, Yeah, we 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 really gotta mine those puns for this one. Yeah. I feel I feel like Barry's gotta have a bumbling sidekick, yeah. literally. Um. And a wasp who's also white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. <laughs> Just what the B-movie needed. I mean... How does it play into it that he's a wasp and, like, aren't they, like, the enemies of bees or something? I guess so. Isn't, isn't like, the B-movie's thing, like, part of the B-movie's thing is that everyone's Jewish? That's true. Um, oh, yes. Okay. So, that, so there we go. Yeah, there we well, go. We got it. Bingo, bango, boingo. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I okay. Um, one other thing. So we got these subplots woven in. We got we got the the wasps. We got the Vanessa not loving her children. Um, we got we got uh bee birth. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to get back to the Randy Newman? Yeah, Randy Newman comes stomping back into the plot with great force. Um, they're they're like like this is like in that break. This is the point where they're like crying and embracing, and everything is. Perfect. Um, and then, I think I think the movie fully resolves itself, yeah. and we get another "Here Comes the Sun" moment, yeah. and then Randy Newman comes in and kills everyone. Yeah, like literal murder. Like he reaches through the film stock and just like, it, like it buries flying, and all of a sudden you see like half the screen get cut off, and he's like his friend is gone from the right side of the screen. He's like, what? You, what? And then you see like Randy's face, and like Randy's back. <laughs> <laughs> like you see, here's Randy. Yeah, he's like, you, he sings the Jaws theme. He's like, da-dum, 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 Randy. <laughs> exactly, and um, and so Randy storms in, and he like, and there's like a five minute torture scene of Randy. Whoa, is this PG? Is it PG? Yeah. Is it tickle torture? Yeah, well, Maybe that's less PG. Yeah, like in, in in like you know how like in Toy Story toys get messed with and it's like you know like type Sid type thing where he's like pulling off, I don't know wings. I don't know. So, but in Toy Story they're they're toys and they can be repaired. In bees, you can't put that bee wing back on. I don't know, he splashes water on Barry okay, or something okay, like okay. that. It's, it's like Who's going to fly in the rain now? Yeah. He's waterboarding Barry. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know who else is one of the bad guys who shows up at the end? George w. Oh, my God. And this is how Randy gets back into the movie. Ken from the first movie. The most, re- yeah. the second most reasonable movie uh, villain in any kid's movie. Yeah. 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 After um, Edgar from Aristocats. He just wanted to kill some cats and get a million dollars. Seems very reasonable to me. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm glad we have reasonable murderers. In our- but back to Ken yeah. and not Edgar because he's not in the movie. Yeah. Um, Ken is very upset still about Vanessa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was like, Vanessa! I can't do the voice. It's so... You need- the Patrick Warburton yeah, voice? Yeah, yeah. 
Vanessa. <laughs> Why is yogurt night so difficult? <laughs> I really, I really want to get Pee Wee Herman with it. <laughs> yeah, my bike. <laughs> Somebody stole my bees. <laughs> Um, but no, that's not what happens. <laughs> that's not what happens though. Um, it's Ken, and he's he's back, and so is Randy. Yeah. And they torture them, and Ken gets his revenge. Yeah. And that's kind of just how it ends. That's how it ends. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, there's like a post credit scene, and then at like at the very very end, there's like a line that says, "They'll be back." Right? Yeah. But not before long. <laughs> and then, oh. Yeah. And then is there just a trailer for the next movie because we have it all set up already? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And 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 that okay. Hey. Wait, wait, okay. Yeah. So here's 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 the thing. DreamWorks does not want this movie yeah. um like to happen. So yeah. this movie is basically just a trailer. Yeah. Like like in DreamWorks' mind, it's like, okay, fine, we'll concede this yeah. to Randy Newman because we can are contractually obligated to. Yeah. But the last the, the, the post credit scene for 10 minutes will just be a trailer yeah. of before. Yeah. yeah. And before it's handed back to Jerry Seinfeld's very capable hands. Yeah. And we yeah. get we get the movie we always deserved yeah. and always wanted. When it comes to movies about bees and humans falling in love, Jerry Seinfeld's your guy. It's <laughs> it's not a Randy Newman project. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it seems yeah. very clear. There's no one more experienced than Gerald. <laughs> Good old Gerald Seinfeld knows what he's doing. Yeah, Mr. Skeenfield really is uh, is in there. Um, but just as this movie has come to a conclusion, I think it's about time that our podcast comes to a conclusion. Yeah, I think forever. <laughs> no, not forever. <laughs> <laughs> you had me had me worried there for a second. Uh, okay, well we uh, whoa, yeah. some chicken nuggets came up came up there, yeah. um, which we recently ate um, together. <laughs> Look at us. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, thanks again to Eli- Eliane Paley. Um, she's a great artist. You should check out some of her other work. Um, it's much, cr- much cooler than what she did for us. Um, it gets. I mean, ar- what she did for us was amazing. But she also does some like stuff that's not like doesn't have to be about movies. Like you know, we had we had a lot of things we needed done with that. Um, and anyway, this is rambly. Um, just thanks, Eliane. Yeah, uh, just to go off of what Max said to make it even a little bit more rambly. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed this about us, but we're uh, we're pretty particular when it comes to artistic choices. Um, <laughs> so what we're trying to say is her work is not burdened with our yeah. um our our choice choices yeah but um yeah go check go check out our stuff because mm-hmm. we're all good yeah all right um don't forget to like um subscribe yeah. and love other people now, now that we're on itunes like do all, all the itunes stuff follow it follow the rss feed you know all that stuff that's available through itunes yeah. um it'll be there um yeah give us a review but only if you're gonna do five stars yeah. Serious. I'll take four stars, honestly. No. <laughs> if you're gonna give us two or one stars, why? Like, do you have that much space spite in your heart that you have to? Come on, guy. Guy. <laughs> guy. We know. We know. We know it's you listening. We just want to say, we love you. <laughs> anyway, goodbye. Have a good one. <laughs>